0: and even stand-up comedy so be sure to find and follow these great arts podcasts today now back to your regularly scheduled programming hello this is siri and you're listening to my favorite podcast not real art i live for this shit because it's totally lit
1: Not Real Art, the podcast with Man One. Not Real Art with sourdough in the house. Yummy. There you are? Yeah. Mm. <sighs> getting, getting used to this.
0: It's good, right? Yeah. Is it
1: good? Yeah, it's good. You set up? It's almost... You know what I feel like? Hmm. You ever watched Old School Days, The Pyramid Game? What was it called? Oh, right. Yes. You the Pyramid? You look like you're on the pyramid with your hands on your yeah. knees. Yeah. And I'm waiting for you to tell me, like, orange. <laughs>
0: Round. Basketball.
1: Ding 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 ding.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so many of our listeners don't have a clue have what no we're talking about we're right talking now. About. No idea. They're like, wait, that had that's like old. we're it's like Dick Clark, dude. Dick Clark Productions, Dick Clark. He's the best. Dead
1: now. Yeah, but he was li- the best. He lives on on uh what is it now? YouTube forever? Yeah, right you can look up, what was it called, the Pyramid Game? Or
0: the Pyramid, it was like, a- the, no, the, the $10,000 Pyramid the or 10, 000, something. The, That's right. Or the
1: $25,000 Pyramid. It was, yeah. Something like something that. Something like The $10,000, I don't know. But there, yeah, it was the. Yeah, because 10000 was a lot back then. Right. Seventies. The hundred dollars Pyramid. Right,
0: yeah. It's like, I don't know. It was the 70s, man. <laughs> it was
1: something, the Pyramid. <laughs> but they had
0: that game, and then there was the Hollywood Squares. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Of course. The Joker's Wild. Oh, jeez. And what was the one with the couples? Like when the when they would ask the wives' questions, and they would have to answer what their husband would say, and then they oh. would write them on the cards, and then you know they would always get them wrong, and the or the husbands would get yeah, the answers wrong. They get all, pissed off and they get all yeah. mad. What was
1: that show? That was um. That's a good one. I don't remember what that one was called. They didn't.
0: They but I know exactly what you're talking exposing
1: about. Exposing their ignorance yeah. of
0: their uh, of their yeah. spouses and partners.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. What was that? That was a really good one. That was. <laughs> And then the one where the three people were asking, or no, the woman or the guy behind the screen were asking questions of the three oh, that, other people. The, it was oh, like a blind date kind of thing.
1: Oh, yeah. That was- uh,
0: See, we don't know any of this no, shit. The dating game. The dating game. Right. Yeah. Right. That's the dating game. Dating game. And then, of course, that all that sort of led to Love Connection. I'll be back in two and two. Uh, two and two. <laughs> two and two.
1: What was the one where there was like six people, six like celebrities on stage, right? Mm-hmm. And then, then there was two people that were playing the game, and they would like the guy would 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 read the host would read this like a sentence, and so and so blankety blank, and then like all the celebrities would write their blankety blank statement or whatever. Well, that's
0: Hollywood Squares. No, no, no,
1: no, not that one. It, they were like. They weren't up on the thing. It okay. Was, okay. And there was six. Of, and it was always like super like edgy yeah. kind of comments and stuff. And okay. they had, they had, uh, they had, what's that guy's name? The freak. Oh, this guy was hilarious. Riley. Oh, what was his name? Right. Riley C. Oh God. Come on. You don't know this guy.
0: I know you got me on this one. I don't, I mean, it's weird. Cause I kind of remember a game where people would fill in the blanks like that. Yeah. But I don't like, I, I don't remember the setup. That yeah. you're like the stage the, as you're describing it.
1: Yeah, they were on stage and it was just like six. I think it was six of them, like like two rows, like three and three. Right, and and they would get up sometimes and like tear up each other's. Yes, paper yes, yes. Okay, I'm remembering off. all of and, that now, but I and, don't remember the name of it. And they would just and and if you matched their answer, you'd get a point or whatever. Okay, that was hilarious. That whatever that show was called.
0: Well, we're still not remembering the one with the couples,
1: right? <laughs> What was that name? I don't know what that game was,
0: but you know,
1: those were. I mean, I grew up on that shit. You know, that was like
0: seventies. You and me both growing up on all that stuff, and you know, shit like Family Feud, like that. That was like old. I mean, that was that was later. That was later. Richard Dawson. You know, so you had Match Game. That's the one you're talking about. I Think Match Game, isn't it? There was uh, the Newlywed Game was oh, the, the one, newly, that's 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 the about, one the I was like, thinking about. Right, 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 right. That's right. The $10,000 Pyramid. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's what it was called. There's Password, which I don't really remember. Yeah. There was pa- the $20,000 Pyramid. Oh, uh, yeah, that's one. Name that bucks. tune, of course. The Dating Game, The Gong Show. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the Dating Game.
0: I'm not... uh not finding celebrity it. sweepstakes. Wait, cele- was what? it celebrity sweepstakes? Maybe. No,
1: I really can't remember the name of the show. But it was funny because they had that flamboyant gay dude. Yeah, with the big mustache. Yeah, that's the guy, Riley something. C. Riley or Riley. Right. Oh, dude, can't remember his name. That was hilarious. I wish I knew <laughs>
0: what it was. <laughs> See, if we had, if we were professionals, which of course we are not. No, we're not. Uh, been well established. Um, but if we were professionals and this was a professional podcast, which of course it is not, we would have a production assistant like online right now. Yeah, you know, googling the stuff and being like, it would, it was the Newlywed Game, right? Right, New, Newlywed Game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Game shows aren't what they used to be. No, I now, mean
1: now they have Snoop Dogg on Joker's Wild.
0: Right. See that? Right. Yeah.
1: It's called. It's not called Joker's Wild, is it? Or it is. It's
0: called. Pimps wild, That's,
1: mm. gangsters wild. Yeah, G G,
0: yeah.
1: O G wild. I, I saw it the other day, kind of just like by by accident.
0: Mm-hmm. It
1: was terrible. Was he
0: not all smoked up?
1: Well, it. I, I'm saying it's terrible because it's not that show. Like, like Snoop can't be Snoop. Yeah, he can't. He can't fully be Snoop. But it's Snoop can't be scripted. He, he can't be scripted.
0: Yeah, right. That's the problem. Right. You know. Yeah, it's too much of a box for him. Too they're much. Putting, yeah, they're putting him in a box. They yeah. got to put him in a hot box. <laughs> right. It's fantastic in a hot box. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah, it's too scripted and it's too like I just hate like when the the contestants are just so like so phony and just you want it to be want it to be real. You want you want the, the contestants to be real to act real.
0: You know. Right. Well, you better watch Jeopardy then. Jeopardy? Jeopardy. The guests there are pretty real. I was on a game show. Yeah? Which one? Price is Right? The Family Feud. You were on The Family Feud with Richard Dawson. No.
1: I was on... Okay. It was when they made... Wait. wait, (laughs) Wait.
0: Are you telling me your dad was on Family Feud? No. He was not oh wow okay that that would have been the best by the way that would have been the best i know and i would have wanted to go watch it right now yeah (laughs) so tell me the story okay
1: this was after the family feud kind of came back on the air Mm -hmm. and the host was that guy remember tool time yeah and uh the main actor was what's his name it, it was. It wasn't the main actor. It was his sidekick, the guy with the beard. Yeah, the yeah. Chubby, right. The chubby, chubby white guy with the with plaid the beard, shirt.
0: With the plaid shirt. With the plaid shirt. Right. That guy was the host. I don't I know his remember, name. I remember for a minute. I don't know his yeah, name. Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah, who he yeah, was. Yeah. No, I know exactly what you're talking about, though.
1: So he was the host for a minute mm-hmm. on that show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, one day, my uh, I guess my sister mm-hmm. like said, "Hey, you know, you guys want to go on the Family Feud? Like, let's let's try it." Nice. I, I was like. Yeah, all right, whatever. Yeah. So my it was my sister and her and her sister in law, and my wife, myself, and my brother. Right. I think that's that's all of us. And poor uh, dad, your poor
0: dad. <laughs> I can't believe America missed out on the opportunity to meet your dad. That's a tragedy for our nation. That's a national tragedy. I know. My dad would have been the best on there. What? What? What is this? Wait, what? <laughs> oh, my God. He wouldn't have answered one question. He, he would have been. He would have, he would have been asking questions. He would have been a classic guest oh, yeah. that goes down in, in history as, you know. But my dad yeah. was on the gong show.
1: Shut up. I'm not kidding. Did he get gonged? No. This is actually a better story than my story. My dad in the 70s yeah. used to manage a Mexican three-piece band. Okay right and they played nortenas okay that's like the guy with the accordion right you know yeah, yeah. uh the the guitar yeah right, whatever so like nor-
0: wait, anyway, are these your uncles or your cousins no oh, no, no, no. A different it's different just a okay. band got it, got it. my okay. dad
1: was and how old was your dad at this point seven in the 70s so i was just born i was young so. okay
0: so was he a painter too at this time or was he doing no, this like
1: yeah you no know, he was he was like at the time he was like what was he doing? Oh, okay. So, he used to sell records. Yeah. He used to work for this uh, Latino record company. Okay. And back in those days, right, they had to physically distribute the albums, the LPs, right? Sure. To grocery stores and markets. Yeah. Because back then, all the Latino music, you couldn't buy it at, there was no Tower Records. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah, or anything. Right. yeah. So, they went into the hood. Sure. Or into the supermarket yeah. or wherever. Right. And had to deliver records right there, and so my dad yeah. had a van, right? Right? Entire catalog of albums sure. in the van sure. from the record company he worked for,
0: and he would. His area was from like this is fantastic. By the way, I, you know I love your dad. Yeah. Okay. And and I you know I have so so uh, your dad to me is just one of those like classic human beings. And and this just makes me love him that much more cuz it's like just like so many dimensions and in layers to this guy. I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, oh, but we're going to bring him on, on the show one day. We definitely have he, to have your dad here, on so. the show. Oh my god.
1: <laughs> but yeah, so he used to work for this company and a uh, record company. His area was from like it was like out, like Los Angeles all the way up to like Modesto or something, wow. big, you know. That's a
0: big Bakersfield region, Bakersfield yeah, or right. something
1: so, right? So he would have to drive all to all these he had all these accounts, you know. Sure. And I mean, could you imagine back you know back in the day, you had to carry these LPs into the store, right? Yeah. It's manual labor. Manual really? labor. Yeah. And the things he would tell me, like you know, for example, in the middle of summer, the freaking LPs would warp mm-hmm. in the back of the van. <laughs> sure. But there was no way else to. To distribute all of his albums, except
0: this is so. This is before Spotify. This is this is, this is a little bit before Spotify came okay. out. Yeah.
1: yeah. Anyway, so he used to do that. So as as a part of doing that, he got to meet a lot of a lot of bands, mm-hmm. and also my uncles were musicians and all this kind of stuff. But one way or another, my dad somehow just linked up with with somebody <laughs> and basically convinced them that
0: he could manage. To- Fantastic! I have no doubt that your dad could convince, you know, could sell ice to Eskimos. You know what I mean? Like your dad is the man.
1: I, I don't know how the hell he thought that he could manage. A, Fantastic. <laughs> manage a, a group, but so you know, they they were on board. But he did, yeah. He did, and he did it for several years. So this opportunity came up for his band that he was managing. Okay, mm-hmm. they were called Los Hermanos Ortiz. Okay. The Ortiz brothers. Right. Right. And there were these chubby, like Mexican guys, you know, thick mustache, like, you know, t- totally like the stereotypical Mexican band. Right. And so he, he gets the opportunity to bring them on to the gong show and uh, he took them to the, <laughs> the gong show and they sang in Spanish on the gong show with the band, you know? And at the time, it was actually groundbreaking because there had never been a Spanish act like on you know mainstream television on a show
0: like that like ever before. Your dad was a pioneer, what, was a, pioneer. a cultural pioneer, <laughs> breaking barriers. Breaking- <laughs> he was like the P Diddy of Mexican music <laughs> in the '70s here in Los Angeles.
1: <laughs>
0: wow. <laughs> So I think they had them on as a
1: joke, but they freaking won. They didn't get gonged. They literally, the guys were laughing their asses off so much on the side that they never gonged them. You know, they just run out of time because it was just so hilarious having these guys, you know, and it was funny because the funny thing was the band was actually performing, you know, their hearts out. They were like actually like thinking they were the shit. And it was just so hilarious to to, to the judges that they never got gong, dude. This is on YouTube somewhere. Well, that's the thing.
0: We have to find this. We have
1: this. to find it, and I have not been able to what find it. Was was the Gong Show was on ABC, right? A Gong Show was on. No, I don't know what it was on. I thought it was like
0: channel, might have been
1: CBS. Maybe I, I don't remember. Okay, honest, well, but
0: well, <laughs> we just have, we, we have to, have to, to find this footage. Yeah,
1: yeah, because you you know I remember watching it when it you know when it happened, but you know i was a kid i don't i didn't think twice about it so <laughs> my dad brought it up later again i was like oh man it's right you were on the show and you know they won and they, my dad ran on stage and the balloons came down and all that shit and they they won money and <laughs> i don't know dude. dude it's somewhere out there in the archives somewhere
0: we got to find it that'll be the best <laughs> that is hilarious bro yeah that is great <laughs> So, what happened then after they won the show? They don't get gong. They win. Yeah. They get money. I forgot
1: how much they won. They won like five grand or something. I don't know. But that was it. You don't go on to the next
0: round or that was it. Right, it was, no, it's You're a it it one and done. You won and you're done and you go home and you like party and you have fun. So, within how much longer – so, the band must have loved your dad. At some point, I want to know like exactly how how they got on the gong show. Now, you know, living in LA, Yeah, right, you have access to these things in right. a way that – I think it was through the,
1: if I remember correctly, I think it was the label.
0: Sure. That that, makes sense. Yeah. That they
1: were on. Hooked it up somehow. It was the same label that my dad's record company, you know, distributed, right? right? Got it. Right. Sure. So, they were the distributor of this label. And by the way, back then, and my dad tells me all these stories, but the guys who ran these record labels, Mm -hmm. you know? We're shady as fuck oh shady as fuck okay yeah and the mexican guys by the
0: way i think i bought the domain shady as fuck.com i just remembered that
1: it's it's good it's gonna have the guys that would run the the latino record labels were even shadier
0: nice right (laughs) (laughs) here's the thing dude i don't mind shady people you know what you're getting they just want to do a deal, yeah, you know, and that's it. There's no, there's very few games with the shady fucks. And the thing was because all the acts,
1: all the bands, yeah. were south of the border, sure. So there was all kinds of craziness happening, you know, when they like my dad told me, you know, when they used to bring major, major superstars from Mexico. Mm-hmm. My dad was the one that picked them up from the airport, sure. right? Yeah, and took them to the the venue what have you, you right, know, right. And, you know, you could imagine back in the seventies, these, these like record label owners, you know, coked out of their sure. fucking minds oh, yeah. and who knows what else yeah, they're up yeah. to and doing. But, you know, <laughs> he just tells me all these stories about like, just all the crookedness happening back sure, and forth, sure. you know, so somehow through all that network, yeah, you know, there was opportunities. Right. And so my dad was like, he was one seizing ten, opportunities. He was, he was one not to pass up an opportunity when I it was presented. It. Oh my god! So he would, uh, yeah, he would do it. That's fantastic. You know, the thing about my dad is that he he's not afraid to try anything. You know? Oh, no like, way! No. So what if if he's not supposed to be able to do it? Or what, he'll figure out All a right, way to do it. Right, you know? Right. He, he doesn't give a shit. Yeah. You know, I don't know. You know and that's part of the. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I think, just his mentality growing up was, you know, he was the youngest. I think he had, what, five sisters and he's the youngest. Oh,
0: sure. All and right. he's a male. Right. Sure. That, and yeah. his father died at three years old. Oh, wow. Right. So. Yeah. I, I, I knew that, but I'd forgotten that. So, he's yeah. like the man right. of the house. Sure. Yeah.
1: At like two right. years old right? Or whatever. Right. Three years old. Right. So, he grew up like that. So, he would give a shit. So, Gong Cho is nothing, nothing, man. Nothing. <laughs> Got this on lock. (laughs) You know. But the thing is I I wanted to find this footage because, you know, it's one of it's and I used to love the gong show. I used to watch it all the time. I'm
0: hoping we can find it so that we can post it on our social feed so that our listeners can Can understand. They have to understand what the show was. So
1: rich. You know. People who've never seen it, it was one of those shows where the judges are not laughing with you, you know.
0: Right. They're they're laughing laughing at at you. you. Yeah.
1: And you're laughing with them right. because it was classic, yeah. you know.
0: As I understand it, yeah. if they haven't already, they are bringing the Gong Show back.
1: Yeah, they are bringing it back, but I don't know if it's going to be any good. But and story to that, <laughs> my <laughs> brother tried out for the new Gong Show. Yeah. <laughs> As an MC, like As a, he's a drumming rapper. Oh my god! And so I don't know how far he went. I, I don't know, but yeah. I, I think he made
0: like the first cut. But I don't think he- the drumming. Well, that's pretty impressive uh, ability.
1: Uh, you know, she should. He should have so, talked to my dad. My dad would have brought would have got him on the show.
0: No doubt. <laughs> no doubt. But see, the thing is, like the the beauty of those shows. I think I think, think you just given me a new idea. Yeah. Like like the only person that we need to hire to help us promote this podcast is your dad. Like he's going to be the head of our. Publicity and promotion. <laughs> yeah, he's going to drive door to door. That's right. He will drive door to door. Yeah. Standing there with a cigarette. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Talking Chet. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to talk Chet. Uh, Chet,
1: right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I used to love the Gong Show.
0: I did too. I Dancing mean,
1: Barry. You remember Dancing Barry?
0: Dun, 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 yes. Dun, yes. Dun, dun, yes, dun, dun, yes. Yes. Oh,
1: dude.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it did look, I mean, there was. Okay. I don't mean to get serious about. This. I don't, you know, because I, I, what I was about to say was like the seventies were the best, but of course they weren't at all the best. Right? right. I mean, you know, certain aspects of life at the time seemed fun. But I mean, I was in my, you know, I was what, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, till What do I know? Yeah. Right. I mean, everything's right. great, you know, but I, you know, somebody, there's a certain nostalgia, right, that comes with your youth or when you're looking back on things or whatever. And, not to get too serious, but obviously we're living in very divisive political times, right? Right. And so last night I started watching on Netflix Ken Burns' documentary series on the Vietnam War. Okay. Okay. And I just got the first, ep- there's like, I don't know, seven or eight episodes, and the first one's like an hour and a half. They're all, you know, it's pretty like eight or nine hours worth of programming at least. Yeah. And I just watched the first half of episode one about the Vietnam War and was reminded in just watching, first of all, I rec- highly recommend just watching the first 45 minutes of this episode yeah. to anyone listening to this to watch this thing. But the reality is, if we think this time is bad or divisive in this country, I actually think that, that the Vietnam War era is an example of, of, of a time when it was actually much worse I think and so. it's certainly as bad, if mm-hmm. not worse. Yeah. And it just gave me a little bit of hope. Yeah. You know, like and a reminder of like, you know what? Yeah, it's bad right now, but it's been bad before and you know, things, you know, I don't know. You just got to check it out, but right. um, regardless the seventies, if for no other reason, the free sex, the free sex, <laughs> the not worrying about condoms, not worrying about STDs. <laughs> That's something to get nostalgic about. Except I was four years old in the 70s. Oh, you weren't fucking when you were four? <laughs> I thought you were, I thought you were, you know, early bloomer. Guess yeah, I mean, early nah, bloomer. Nah, nah. The 70s were so crazy. You're absolutely right. You know, you mentioned the music biz and, and, you know, the crazy it was and the drugs and stuff. So, in Chicago, right, yeah. where I'm from, the Chicagoland area, when I was living in downtown Chicago, my buddy, who was a musician, do you remember the song The Curly Shuffle? Do the curly shuffle? Hey, okay, yeah, yeah, Well, my buddy wrote that. Oh, wow, well. okay, <laughs> Dave Roberts, he and his brother, okay. Well, Dave's one hit wonder, yeah, well, I mean, definitely a one hit wonder, but yeah. I mean, Dave was he's just this. Super creative, fun guy. He's a piano player primarily, but you know he and his brother wrote this song, and that was you know they had a minute, and that was good. But Dave, who's hilarious, obviously his wife Mm. was friends, best friends with this woman, Lisa Lugwig. Now Lisa's dad, Mister Lugwig, was the founder and creator of Lugwig Drums. No, yeah, yeah, and so I heard the story. About how, in the '70s, when Ludwig would have these parties for these rock stars,, you oh, know, yeah. they would have these silver platters, of course, <laughs> yeah, filled with cocaine.. Of course. But that's not the best part. No, The best part is the pile of coke, yeah, was embossed <laughs> with the Ludwig logo. <laughs> this guy, you photos of that somewhere. Oh my God. Like, how fantastic would that be? Yeah. I mean, it almost makes me want to do coke. I mean, that's incredible. Not real art. Embossed, Wait, embossed on, on, on Coke. On, 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 I mean, by the way, that's a real art piece right there. <laughs> that's our next show. It's our next party. It's our next party. <laughs> not real art club. There you go. That's what we need. We just need... Piles of Coke. The problem is like, what is the white powder? People can go like this and it's, you know... Oh, it's cocaine. Okay, Why not? <laughs> wow. Well, your dad is, you know... <laughs> A crazy, <laughs> hilarious, iconoclastic guy. You know what I mean. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> well, you know, I should probably say like every show do a different story about him. because
0: <laughs> <laughs> He could have his own segment. Yeah, he,
1: he could have his own show.
0: The Mr. Poli segment. And, Mr. you know, Poli. the
1: thing is, you know, we're going to have him on here, but he's probably horrible at telling his own stories.
0: Oh, absolutely. Horrible. Yeah, 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 yeah. Number one,
1: he'll just start laughing, like <laughs> uncontrollably <laughs> yeah, right. sure. laughing and trying to speak while he's laughing. Sure, so you sure. don't understand what the no, hell he's right. saying. Sure. Yeah. But it's so hilarious that you start laughing too. Yeah. And he thinks you're laughing because it's such a funny joke, what he's telling you. But in reality, you don't know what the fuck he's talking right.
0: about. And it's just funny. And it's just funny. Yeah, just caught up in the hilarity of it. So it'll be funny, but our listeners won't know what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> we'll have to translate it. We'll have to translate it later. Oh, my gosh. Uh, you right. know, he
1: just has uh, just a long, long list of hilarious, you know, I mean, epic. You know, people use the word a lot, epic.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's an overused it's word. It's overused. Yep. Yeah.
1: Well, if my dad says. In the truest sense of the, the word. In the truest sense yeah. of the word. Yeah, 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 yeah. My dad has done some very yeah.
0: epic right. things. Right. <laughs> so, in terms of segments, right? And, yeah. you, you know, you mentioned. Obviously, you're having a Mr. Poli segment, which you know I totally support. And you know, in this uh, story, you know, we sort of alluded to lots of you know kind of illegal behavior. You yeah. know what I mean? Whether it's you know music industry criminals or right. you know drug dealers <laughs> or whatever, right? Yeah. So I don't know what books you're reading right now, but I discovered a book the other day. Yeah, and I'm going to start reading it. And I think that we need to. Have a consider having a book segment, a book on, club, uh, of, uh, <laughs> a not real art book club, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. Not real book, not club. real book club, and uh, you know we talk about what it is. And I have my book picked okay. out, okay, written by Howard S. Long, <laughs> and it's how to collect illegal debts. Oh, okay. okay, so the podcast, yeah, is you know we want to add value, we want to want to help our listeners, you know, achieve and and succeed and be better in their business, be better in their lives. And I'm thinking this book yeah. could be very helpful to our listeners and, and may, you know, and even, well, by the way, don't tell anybody, but I got, people owe me money, okay? <laughs> they owe me money and I got to collect. You got to collect. So, yeah. How do you do I it? I mean, well, that's the, I mean, I don't want to break legs, but I'm like, you know yeah. what? I don't know what's, you know, like, the breaking legs is an option. Yeah. But maybe Harold knows more than I do. Harold S. Long, author of How to Collect Illegal Debts. Wow. So, I got this book. Yeah. And I'm going to start reading it. Read it. Sure. And I think that uh, we can talk about it even. So, get this. So, the contents of this book. So, chapter one, the system discusses introductory impressions, clients, and subject relationships and methodologies in collecting. Okay. Number two, (laughs) typing a subject. Discusses personalities of subjects and types of debts and how they are accrued. (laughs) Number three, vulnerabilities of a subject. Brief discussion on how to determine a subject's weakness to apply as leverage to secure payment of debts. I like that one. Number four, it's better. Fear as a weapon. Discussing the integrity of fear as a tool in manipulating subjects. By the way, I just love the fact that we're talking about human beings as subjects. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like totally dehumanizing them. Sure. Right. We're not. Yeah. You know,
1: well, you're trying to collect a debt, so well, that's you, right. You, you, come man. on.
0: Number five, level two conditioning. Discuss the second stage of force and manipulation of subjects not cooperating with collection efforts. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Number six, level three conditioning. It's oh, getting tougher. This game, yeah. Discusses the third and final stage of conditioning oh. for us in the collection process. Oh wow! And chapter seven, conclusion: brief review of authorities in the collection process. So, you know, I think I think we're going to learn a lot. Sounds very interesting. Yeah. So I'm going to post this book. Yeah. Also on our social feed. Yeah so people can see that this is a real thing right and then they can actually probably buy it themselves it was it was apparently printed in 1990 by loom panics unlimited in port Townsend, washington yeah and it looks like a simple read it's the same, yeah it's not a thick book yeah. yeah unfortunately it doesn't have any pictures like i would have you know I, I some graphic images seems like would have been uh, it's illegal debts going on buddy yeah. yeah so anyway another book <laughs> That I wanted to share with you, which is kind of interesting so um you know that from time to time I uh, volunteer uh in Haiti, yeah right right and uh, there is a uh, NGO down there that delivers medical care to rural haitians, and a friend of mine you know is involved started the organization I go down and help him right. well of course every time I go down there I'm always meeting you know interesting people doctors nurses that go down there to you know, volunteer and help. Well, I went in uh, last in January, right? And on that particular trip, there was a doc named Brian Brian Kloss. Okay, now Brian was from Jersey. Okay, mm-hmm. and he uh, was a, a ER physician in yeah. Upper State New York. He's a professor. He teaches uh, about infectious diseases at the university up there in Upper State New York, and Brian is a total fuck character, okay? Brian is, um, I'm 48. I think Brian's, you know, late 30s or something. He looks like a young Kojak. Okay. Okay. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. You know, totally, you know, Chrome Dome, you know, dude, Italian. He's built.
1: So the millennials understand what a young Kojak is. He looks like. Telly
0: Savalas. <laughs> he, he looks like a Telly Savalas. He looks like a Pitbull. Pitbull. Right or Mister Clean or Mister Clean. Right. <laughs> so Brian is a he's Italian. He's from New Jersey, and he's a doc. Okay. Okay. Smart guy. Total character. Smart guy. Okay. Mm-hmm. But guess what? Also happens to be a real like comic book geek, art geek, way into pop culture, way mm-hmm. into art, and but because he's also a teacher, teaching infectious diseases. Yeah. And what have you, what would typically be kind of, you know, maybe, I don't want to say boring. If you're studying it, you're probably interested in it. But you know what I mean? Like the textbooks and the things that go along with teaching. Pretty dry. Pretty dry stuff, right? But he's just a big fan of art. And so, a buddy of his, who's named Travis Bruce, is this killer artist, right? So, like you were the first artist To put graffiti, as we know, uh, as we think, it's a good chance you're the first artist to put graffiti art in a children's book. This, you know, Brian, Doc Brian, Doc Kloss is probably one of the first physicians to ever put like comic book art into a medical, oh, wow, academic book. Right? Sounds cool. And he just wrote this book and published this book called The Graphic Guide to Infectious Disease. Oh, wow. Okay. And if our readers know anything here, I want to toss this to you. If I, if our readers know anything about Robert crumb.
1: Yeah, there it is.
0: Like the aesthetic of this art in this book is very much in the spirit of, of Robert crumb. Right. Oh, you know what? This is perfect. Isn't that great? Yeah. And
1: you know, hold
0: on because
1: the other day I'm driving down the street, going to my studio and there's a big ass billboard, you know? Is it AHLA or something? Right. No. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Anyways, I've seen those billboards. They, they have those yeah. billboards, right? Right. And there's a big,
0: giant billboard, and it says gonorrhea. Yes, and it's got that shocking image <laughs> of like this bacteria yeah. that apparently now is like condom resistant or something. You know? Right. You've you see that?
1: Right? <laughs>
0: right. Right. And so my son is like, "What the hell is gonorrhea?" Oh, wow. Well. And you know what?
1: Good it's, tiny this doesn't is have it. it.
0: It's right here. By the I way, I found it. You have to. You we have to.
1: This break is it it right down here for him. It's freaking gonorrhea. And you know what? When he asked me, I didn't know what to answer.
0: Right. I didn't know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, like, I just knew it was like just uh, don't yeah, get that shit. Yeah. yeah just but, yeah. Wear a condom, buddy. But but what is it right like how do i explain it yeah 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 and so here it's like you're pissing fire when you pee and so
1: in this book not that i know graphic guide to infectious disease gonorrhea is right here and there's a picture and it looks like gone with the wind yes yes see you know yeah and there's fucking uh what's his name
0: the charlton heston not charlton the other dude gone with the wind uh guy jesus can't believe I'm forgetting this thing. I got it wrong. And, and that guy,
1: that guy, and he's holding Scarlet. Oh, what was her name Scarlet? Right? Scarlet
0: Johansson. No, <laughs> <Scarlett> Johansson. <laughs> well, that famous Scarlet O'Hara.
1: Scarlet O'Hara, and instead of saying "Gone with the Wind," it says gonorrhea,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it's
1: burning in the back
0: instead of right. uh, See, it's,
1: it's, yeah. it's brilliant. Brilliant, it really, right? It says burns like fire upon urination, and then it says. Uh, Aseptic uh, arthritis, gonococcal pharyngitis. It's in the mouth. Easy for you to say. And then it says, known to most of you as the clap. <laughs>
0: it's, got, it's got it's got a it's got a syringe. <laughs> yeah. And the guy's clapping. <laughs> Isn't that great?
1: Dude, this is awesome.
0: Isn't that great. This is it? I mean, think about I mean, you think about how difficult it was to illustrate a children's book. Oh, yeah. That book is like three hundred pages. Oh yeah. No, this is brilliant. And so Brian is just a character, and because on one side is the, the medical, the medical version, right. the that's medical, right. yeah. and on
1: the other side is the illustrated. Yeah. Yep. So even
0: I can read it. That's that's right. Brilliant. I love it. Yeah, I think you know Brian. Uh, he may be coming to LA soon. I would love <laughs> to have him and Travis on the show. What they've done is just amazing, <laughs> and, uh, and our listeners would get a kick out of it. Not because they want to read it, but just because the art is fantastic. Do you know what Ivanis is? I don't. I had no idea, but there's a picture. <laughs>
1: <laughs> apparently, it's something on your smartphone. It's apparently something on your smartphone that says danger and it has something on your on your penis. Ah, And it says, is that you, Congressman? Call me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Jesus. I don't know, man. <laughs> this is amazing. It's out there, right? It's out there. And you know and and it's that's published by a serious publisher. I mean like that oh, that's yeah. no joke. That looks yeah. a serious book.
1: It's great. Genie, I give, I give it a thumbs up.
0: I did, too, okay, two <laughs> so two thumbs up because thumbs I gave up. it a thumbs up, you give it a thumbs up. Yeah. Dude, there's a digital version. Enhanced digital version included. Oh my goodness. All like, right, we got to download well, that and check it out. But I just I thought that uh, that's just a good yet again another example of right. how art is being used in innovative novel ways to Absolutely. to communicate to educate you know wow well, yeah so
1: give it up to this guys graphic guide to infectious disease Brian Klaus and Travis Bruce
0: shout out to Brian and Travis shout out they did something good here yeah fun yeah so <laughs> just thought I would. Uh, Oh, thank you for enlightening me. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, yeah, I, well, I'm trying to cover you on both hands. I'm, yeah. I'm trying to make sure that when it comes to illegal debts, we're able to get our money. Right. And when it comes to, you know, gonorrhea, we're able to protect ourselves. Yeah. What else? No. I don't know where my wife's been. I got to protect myself. Yeah. You, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, I don't know, man. Anyway. Pleasure hanging out with you, brother. Yeah, man. We've got to do it again. We'll do it again real soon. Yep. Have a good one. Peace. Late.